Reaching out to you through the worldwide web. Connecting everywhere to our collective consciousness. Join together for boredom, intrigue, mystery, things that entice our imagination. After a uh, week away, I am your host, gracious, by the way, I'm very grateful for it. Your gracious host, Tuesday, coming to you west of the Rockies in the great southwest state of Utah. I bid everybody a great morning, afternoon, evening, good night, wherever you may be in the world. Whether you're down in Miami, to, to O'Fallon, Missouri, to Kichi Joji, Japan. This is Conversations at Midnight, and I'm glad to share my day with you, or rather, I'm glad you want to share your day with me. So for, uh, <laughs> I'm back, I'm back, I, uh, <laughs> I, um, yeah, so last, uh, last episode, I said that I may not upload because I was dealing with a funeral. And how accurate I was. I'm sorry I, I didn't have anything in the works that I could leave like an old audio episode or anything. I, I, I have some in the archives. And I just I just didn't like it. I, I, I didn't really feel like it was the right time. And I didn't want to give you some sort of, you know, half an episode that wasn't even done. I don't know. I just wasn't a fan of that. So, of course, I decided to just not do it. Uh, I'm sure everyone's very understanding, and I really appreciate that. Even when I didn't upload, I was having downloads consistently. So that's really nice. I, I want to thank everybody for that. Um, I want to thank to anyone who's new, anyone who's listening in, anyone who's uh, continuously joining week by week. Uh, a, a firm handshake to you. And a proper thank you. So I... Uh, you don't have to join me. I don't really... I'm just going to wing this episode. And then next week, we, uh, we're, we're going to get back into the swing of things. And uh, hopefully, I can really continue on with the, prod, with the podcast. Excuse me. With the podcast uh, properly. Um, more managed, if you will. So, I... Um, yeah, I just... I've been dealing, you know, with funerals and things like that. And... Um, you know, it's it's weird. So, before I share, how could I almost forget? Let's go. Uh, let's go light these candles. Is he gonna use whiskey tobacco? No, I am not. I decided to grab the trusty, elegant, playful on the nose blackberry brandy. Uh, it's the same brand as the Whiskey and Tobacco Sense and Spirits Collection at Walgreens. Um, I was actually talking to Zed. I actually wrote her back, and or they back. I'm, I really don't know. So I'm sorry if that's offensive. Um, but I wrote them back. And they, they told me that um, 
that I am uh, that they wish they had a Walgreens in Australia, in Australia, and you know they, she, I'm not sure. I'm so sorry. They wished that they um, that they were able to buy Sense and Spirits candles because they don't have a Walgreens over there, and Walgreens is the only place I know that has Sense and Spirits. So I'm gonna um. I guess I'm going to just throw this out into the ether and whether you accept it or not, that's all on you. Um, for those who do not have Walgreens in their country or area, and you really want to give it a shot, you can, you can, uh, write me via email and I could try to just ship it to you. If you would like to send me money, I'll probably, um, if I get a frequent amount, I'll just post a PayPal link that way you can just send me money so I can help ship it to your country. Don't give me any more than what it is. Just, you know, pay out the um, um, the shipping costs and all that, and that's fine. Um, so if you would like to know these scents, but you don't, you don't have the capability of having them in your country, write me an email at stories at midnight at yahoo.com, uh, and you can... Uh, the subject could be candles. Just put the subject as candles for the email uh, so I know to sift between the actual mail and just the candle mail. And that way uh, I can help send it to you. Uh, so I'm going to try to uh, work in the process with Zed. I'm going to have to write them and see if they are willing to uh, go back and forth uh, when it comes to addresses and things like that so I can send it. So Zed is on the list of uh, a candle being sent um, so if anyone wants to do that, let me know, and I will gladly do that for you. Um, I don't know if anyone in Alaska, does anyone in Alaska even listen to my show? They should, and they will. I'm going to throw that into the universe, <laughs> but you know, anyway, so I got the blackberry brandy. We're going to just give this a quick light. So a little, you know, one of those. Now, now you don't have to join me in this because I don't know what kind of episode this is going to be. I'm going to wing it. But I thought, you know, in the spirit of things, me being back, that I will more than likely uh, just light one, you know, just just for the atmosphere of conversations at midnight. You know, that's what we do. You know, that's the uh, that's the vibe. So let me tell you about my <laughs> let me tell you about my week really fast. If I can, nothing's ever fast with me, but I have, uh, I've definitely tried to, um, yeah, I, 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 I tried to upload something and I just couldn't. And so that whole week was a little sad and chaotic. I mean, I, uh, I noticed something about funerals and maybe, I don't know, maybe I just wanted to get this off my chest um, oops, sorry. Maybe I just wanted to get this off my chest through the podcast. Um, and maybe that's why I, you know, I'm really eager to just say this. I don't know, but I think I learned something about myself when it comes to a funeral. I think, I think I like them, but not, not, not in that weird way. Like who likes funerals? But obviously I don't like the idea of them, you know, and their purpose, you know, someone has passed on. But I think what I like about them is that you're reminded of stories 
of the person that you love, you know, and you're sharing this, these stories and you, you know, and it's just, it's like this weird time of just positivity. It should be this time of positivity where you're just sharing these great stories and you seem to remember them then and not really other times in your life. And I was watching, you know, of course I was, I was there as a friend of the family and I was watching, you know, the two sons of Joanne uh, just destroyed, you know, tears. They're crying. It was the end of an era because they already lost their father about 14 years ago. And then now that she's gone, that's it. My uh, my mother <laughs> and she doesn't mean it in an offensive way, but she says people like that, you know, they, they must feel like an orphan. They don't have a mom or dad. And it's a weird thought to even think about because it's almost insanely true. You know, what, what, you know, what are you with no parents, whether they're dead or alive? What are you, you know? And it's, but it was really cool to just see them share great stories, you know, and everybody was just sharing these stories. And of course I shared the ones with the people that I shared on the podcast, like going to the courthouse with her and having her completely uh, thugged out as the youth say, <laughs> you know, going back and forth with, with these cops. And, uh, it was crazy. <laughs> it was, it's crazy, but she did it. She did it. And, you know, to me, that was a hilarious story. And I shared the aftermath of that driving and, you know, her smoking in the car and all that. And it was, it was cool. And I, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but that was my week just, you know, prepping or helping uh, with the funeral, being there for uh, for one of her sons, the, the gentleman who sold me the bus. I forgot the, the, the fake name I gave him last week, but uh, I think it said Frankie, I think. I don't know. But, you know, just being there for him and, you know, really trying to be there and that was uh, that was interesting, you know. Um, it's weird. It's weird watching the grieving process of a human being. And that was, you know, one of the conversations that I had with uh, with Frankie was I said, uh, you know, humans, we've been dealing with death since the beginning of our existence, right? And you would think after thousands of years since some form of evolution we would have gotten used to it like you know we we would have evolved into people who would just be like oh yeah no they passed on but um yeah we don't <laughs> you know like we still haven't gotten used to that at all and it's weird and i i don't know it's always intrigued me with the idea of why is it that us as a people never seem to have gotten used to it in any form of evolution? I mean, if you like, there's certain, uh, there's certain creatures on this planet that, that we live on that they, as a, as a defense can just separate themselves from their children and walk away. I'm not going to say that they're fine, 
but they're much better off than how I'm sure we would have acted, you know? Like, there's this one, there's this one animal, I don't know the name of it, so I'm, I'm sure people are gonna drag me through the mud, like, it's called this, but I don't care. But there's, but there's one creature, I think it's a, a maybe a, a, like, a marsupial? I'm not sure. But, it's, like, the defense for it is it'll take its baby and throw it at the predator, so the baby can be the sacrifice while the mom makes her escape. Just like that. That's it. You know, but... And I guess I'm saying that because their evolution is that. They, you know, they're able to completely go, okay, see a kid, you know, and just toss it as a meal while they save themselves. And it was... And it's very weird for me that humans, you know, we haven't... Obviously, you know, there's some people out there who are, I guess, that we deem as heartless. But, you know... We've never seemed to evolve from that. You know, we've never seemed to grow beyond that point. And it, I, I don't know, I'm sure it's a stupid thought, but that's just something that really occurred to me over the, you know, over the week. And I thought, man, and of course, you know, there's a lot of, you know, uh, emotion on my end because I'm, you know, I would text my mom and go, I love you, you know, or text my dad and go, I, I love you. You know, because just watching death and knowing, unfortunately, one day I'm going to go through that. It's really odd. It's really odd. And maybe one day I might, I myself might have uh, kids of my own. And one day they will go through that. You know, um, it's really odd. It's really odd, you know, that uh, they're going to be end up laying to rest their father, also, a.k.a the greatest podcast uh, host for for the nighttime scene. <laughs> no, 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 I'm joking. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's weird that we can never get used to it. But it makes sense. It absolutely makes sense if you're if you have a good heart and you are a genuine person. It makes sense why it just destroys you, you know. Um, but yeah. So besides that, that was, you know, my week wasn't insanely chaotic. It was just a lot of things happened to where my time completely just took over. And I would have to go to sleep early. And I would have to, which I'm not used to. But I would have to go to sleep early and prep. And, you know, it was just odd. It, it really was odd. And it, what felt weirder more than anything was that I wasn't doing an episode Monday night or Tuesday night. <laughs> it was just me just sitting there because I definitely didn't have the time. Uh, I almost broke w one of the nights and thought, okay, I'll just record something and upload it. But I couldn't. I, I genuinely could not. It, that was um, that was tough. That really was tough. Didn't have any energy whatsoever. So... Now that that's out of the way, and why, wow, I, I actually did that fairly quick, because in the past, I've known to talk about my week for about 30 minutes. But, let's go, uh, let's go take a gander at certain stories, um, that I, you know, that I could just read. We're gonna just start off nice and smooth, and then, eventually, I'll get back into my normal topics, but, you know, I thought, you know... Let's just ease our way back into uh, the swing of things. And let's do, you know, some some stories. I'll just read some stories off Reddit. 
I actually, I actually really enjoy doing that, even though I feel like it's kind of lazy. But um, from I, I won't do them as much. I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. So I'll just do them here and there. But uh, this week, I definitely want to do them just, you know, just to smooth myself into things and all that. I, I, you know, I have a few topics prepped, um, and I just honestly haven't been doing them. There was that one I was going to do weeks ago, and I just, man, for the life of me, I still feel like it's not how I see it. Um, There's a lot of things on this podcast that are not going to how I see it, and I'm going to change that really soon. But in this case, yeah, I just, I just haven't been able to do that. And sorry, um, I just got done being sick again, if you can believe that. I mean, major congestion and all that, and uh, it's just annoying. It really is. I have not been sick this much before in my life, uh, but I have. I, I, you know, I think shortly after I started the podcast, I got sick, and now I got sick again. So hopefully this does not keep happening, otherwise I'm going to be really upset. Completely, 100% irate. Um, so let's just, you know, let, let's just jump into this. Let's just see. Okay. Ask Reddit. Have you ever encountered something paranormal? Share your scary stories. Come on, guys. Don't be shy. Awesome. <clears throat> Here's one. Let's see. The uploader is, uh, Oi Raves. I hope I said that right. O-I-R-A-V-E-S. Eight years ago. Mercy me. <clears throat> what was I doing eight years ago? I don't even want to know. He says, or they say, excuse me, they say, from three until 13, I lived in a nice home out near Yosemite National Park. Nothing super spectacular about it. Four bedrooms, a den, dining room, the norm. Just down a little dirt road, and if you've, if you've ever been around those parts, you'll know. Miles away from civilization. My whole childhood, I was visited by this girl in white. Well, <laughs> there you go. Visited by this girl in white. She never spoke. I would just wake up at night and see or feel her there. I asked my dad, and his response every time was, the men in our family can see ghosts. My rationale of this, I'm a skeptic, I remain that to this day, but the story I'm telling made me begin to question, was that we had some sort of mild schizophrenia running through our family. She didn't bother me. She didn't look like other people. There was just something off about her. After my father died, my mother decided to sell the house and went through a realtor. We never once had contact with the buyers, only knew them by name. The buyers had a son who went to the same school as our neighbors, dear friends of the family. And the son apparently came to school without sleep repeatedly. He was complaining that there was a girl who watched him at night and that he needed to get out. Ugh. Shivers up my spine every time I remember this. Wow. Short and sweet, but man, that really got, you know... I think that's a nice appetizer. <laughs> that story's a nice appetizer into things. 
But I, but that's interesting. The men in our family can see ghosts. You know, I am um, growing up. My mother regularly would tell me, in particular, that I have the same thing that she does, which is that she can see ghosts and whatnot. And I would tell her, no, I don't. And she would, you know, question me. Of course you do. And, you know, and we would go back and forth, you know. I think as I'm getting older, she's becoming more and more right. Mainly because as I, I feel like as I get older, I, I guess I'm becoming more sensitive, if this is true. If not, then as I'm getting older, my brain is deteriorating, <laughs> as this gentleman would say, <laughs> schizophrenia running through his family. Um, then that means something, because it doesn't run through my family on both sides. But it does, <laughs> something must have happened to my brain uh, to where I am just losing my mind. But if it is true, if paranormal things are true, and go, which I do believe them to be true then that means um, as I get older, the more sensitive I am becoming. Because as a child, I never really, you know, went through anything crazy. I, I say crazy, but, you know, I had the feet in my face, that one story, um, you know, and then a few others. But I am, um, yeah, I do. I do think as I get older, the more I'm experiencing. Because, you know, there was that girl in the window that I saw that I thought was a dream, but I was told no. And then, yeah, I don't know. It was, it was really weird. But the more things, yeah, I guess as time goes on, the more I'm experiencing this. Or, theory, maybe everybody is sensitive in their own way. It's just how much you allow that you can see. So example, I haven't had as much activity in my life than when I started the podcast. And I think that's because I'm actually allowing myself, you know, <laughs> does that make sense? <laughs> like, am I making sense? You know, like, I think maybe I am allowing myself to feel or to, you know, to be more open, you know, to, you know, I'm taking off the blinders, so to speak. You know, perhaps I'm actually now seeing more because I'm getting in more involved in this realm. You know, I think it was Christopher Lee where he said that quote where he, he talked about how he has friends who like have dull, have delved into the occult. And he said, you, you actually lose yourself when, when you do it. And maybe that's what's happening. I don't know. I'm really intrigued by a few things and I really, you know, um, yeah, I'm just really open-minded into that. So, anyway, yeah, maybe that's uh <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what's happening to me. I don't I don't know. I don't know. And I and I want to know. You know, um you know, I'm very open-minded when it comes to stuff like this because at the end of the day, we don't know. And it but what's interesting is I find people like this uh like this person here. Uh Oi raves. Uh, when they say that they're skeptic, or he rather, because he said the men and the men in our family, so I'm assuming it's a he. The men in you know, he 
how he says that he's skeptic, even though he's experienced things like that, you know? I wish I was more skeptic, you know? Like, you know how some people are really intrigued by those who are, like, into that realm, you know, where it's like, so you can see ghosts? Tell me all about it. If anything, I think I'm more intrigued by the skeptics because I would, I love to see their point of view. You know, I'm not judgy or anything. I get upset when they're a jerk, <laughs> you know, where it's like, and since you believe in it, then you're stupid too. Then it's like, well, um, jump off a cliff, you know, like, like that's, you know, I don't like that. I don't like rudeness. Whoa, excuse me. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I forgot to turn my phone on silent. Um, but yeah, you know, that's, that's what I don't like. I don't like rudeness. I don't like that stuff. So, but I'm very intrigued because to me, that's insanely interesting. He's had multiple encounters of a woman in white. And then when asking his father, his father says the men in our family can see ghosts, which makes me wonder what has his father seen, you know? And why is it that his father is so open about it more so than his child? Has the father seen more than, than oi raves? You know what I mean? Like that, I need answers, people. That's what I need. I want to hear that. I, you know, of course, I love hearing ghost stories. Don't give me skeptic stories. Give me ghost stories too. Give me creepy stories, Bigfoot stories. Tell me the time that, I don't know, some couch demon um, was watching you clip your toenails. I don't know. Something like that. You know, give me weird stuff, you know. But also, at the end of the day, that stuff is interesting, too. Wow. Wow. That's so interesting. <sighs> okay. Next story. This one is from Guy from the North. I wonder where he's from. Eight years ago. <laughs> that sounded so judgy. I actually just meant it as like a sarcastic joke. But, yeah. Guy from the North. From the North. Uploaded eight years ago. Oh, wow. Very nice. <sighs> Guy from the North, he says, I am the eldest of three siblings. And of course, as we moved house to house, I got the basement bedroom most of the time. I was fine with this being the eldest. This let me have privacy. The last home I lived in with my family before I moved out on my own, I spent five years in the basement bedroom. Through those five years, I experienced amazing night terrors and sleep paralysis on a very regular basis. There were a few incidents where I would wake up and the closet on the far side of the room would be open just a crack. And I'd stare at it knowing I had closed it. And it would creak open just a touch more. Then after what would seem like hours, it would slowly close and click shut. Not a slam, not a regular door close, a very slow, methodical one, if that makes any sense. On two specific nights, I woke up not suddenly like something jarred me, but just kind of rolled over and at the foot of my bed, I saw a girl standing there. I just got chills. <laughs> that's weird i just got chills because you know i've read stories like this a thousand times but that one really gave me a chill <clears throat> she looked very young 
black hair, dark dress, and she did not move. She didn't make a sound. And I could never make out a face. Both times, I reverted immediately back to being five years old. And I hid my face under the sheets while my heart rate went full marathon pace. Absolutely. That sounds realistic to me. Eventually, I would feel like it wasn't there anymore. And I'd peek out and it would be gone. My parents are not believers in anything paranormal. And I never told them anything thinking they would think I'm crazy. I chalked it up to night terrors and extraordinarily realistic dreams during paralysis. I moved out and far away. My next sibling in line got the coveted adult room in the basement and life went on. I had a few Christmas visits and other holiday runs. At one point, I remember going into the room to get a chair and seeing the closet door nailed shut from the outside. I didn't question it as I thought there's no way it's related to my experience. Not long after that other return visit home, I went and checked the door to that closet. The nails were gone, but in its place was a padlock. And there were clearly the bundles of sage, sweet grass, handing above the closet and above the exterior window in. I worked up the nerve to ask my mom, what's the deal with the basement? And she reluctantly told me that my brother had seen things, quote unquote, come in and out of the closet and that he had a girl appear beside his bed and terrorize him on several occasions. Now, no joke. I still haven't told them what I saw because I don't want them to have to move or be bothered with their basement over this. They're both retired. All kids have moved out and they seem happy. They have also since began to gut and renovate the whole basement. I've stayed there a few times now with my wife and nothing has happened. Too long, didn't read. Basement bedroom, growing up, is either haunted or has some environmental thing on it to cause night terrors in more than just me. Oh, wow. Oi Raves responded to that story. He says, I can practically feel that wave of chill that ran up your back when you heard about the girl. Oh, man. Corroboration is the creepiest part for me. Interesting. Interesting. ASDS10 says, The only one I have is when I was in the fourth grade. When I was little, I would always sleep with my door open. I went through a phase where I would wake up between 3 and 4 in the morning every night. And every single night, I would hear footsteps walking up my stairs, around my living room, through my dining room, across the kitchen, and down my hallway. They would always stop 
right before my doorway. Then turn around and go back into the basement. But one night, they didn't stop. And what I saw was a shadow of a little girl slash boy. I can't tell. But it walked right in front of my doorway. Looked at me for a few seconds. And then it walked away. Back down the stairs. And I slept with the door closed the next night. Yeah, see, I always sleep with the door. <laughs> I don't know. I always sleep with the door closed. But that's interesting. That's really interesting. Huh. Oh, wow. Now, that previous story, and I'm not judging anybody. Everybody has their own way of dealing with things, you know. But I, but I will say this. If you, if you are a parent and your child is seeing things, you shouldn't downplay it or downplay them, you know, because... Now let's just say, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna go on the skeptic route, right? Let's say there's nothing paranormal in this in this world. But they claim to see things. You shouldn't make them sound crazy or weird or, you know, just my humble opinion. And obviously you don't have to listen to me because I'm just the guy behind a microphone. But my humble opinion is you should at least try to entertain the idea. Not so much that you're encouraging a lie. But but you should at least see what there's, you know, try to see from their point of view. Like, hey, so you're saying things? And it's like, yeah, there's this girl in my room. Wow, that's really weird, isn't it? Well, can you explain it to me? Do you see this after a midnight, you know, or do you see this after you keep running? Do you see this girl after you listen to conversations at midnight? You know, because maybe then, you know, maybe if you do it after, if you see it after a run, after a workout, maybe it's something involving, you know, the rush of blood and, the, you know, maybe the endorphins that you get. You know, I don't know. Or if it's, you know, conversations at midnight or a horror, or a horror movie, <laughs> then, you know, then you could, you know, at least say, well, maybe... Maybe no more movies or maybe no more conversations at midnight before bed. You know, that way you're not so much going like, dude, nothing is real. You're imagining it. Stop. You know, because then you're making them feel stupid. You know, you're 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 making them feel dumb. You know, um, I love my dad. I do. But he was kind of like that. Not to that extreme. But there was many times where. I, I guess I did see something and I couldn't and I knew I couldn't tell him about it. I couldn't, you know, at least that's the vibe he gave off of. You know, if he tells me now, of course, you could have talked to me. Yes, maybe I could have or maybe that's what you thought or maybe that's your point of view. But for mine, I couldn't, you know, because there's this one time he made it, you know, he made it very clear. You know, you're imagining things. Stop it. You know, and I thought, but I'm not, you know. And so, you know, don't, don't ever do that, you know, in my opinion, obviously that's your child, that's your way of parenting and I'm, and I'm definitely not going to stop you, but I think in those moments, you shouldn't necessarily make them feel dumb about it, you know, or anything, you know, because kids at the end of the day, whether you believe in paranormal or not, 
they do have a, have an imagination. They they do, and um, some kids really want attention from other parents, and they will do things like that for it to happen. You know. <sighs> Let's see. Next story. Hmm. Man, there's a lot of deleted accounts. That's interesting. Huh. This story is from DVAC23. Let's see. A friend of mine was taking a picture of herself and her daughter kissing. And in the... That's a weird sentence. Let me read that again. Hold on. <laughs> My friend of mine was taking a picture of herself and her daughter kissing. So maybe like on the cheek or something. These sickos. Oh, there's a picture of. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. What a weird picture. I don't like. Whoa. Granted, you know, it's like a cute mother and daughter kiss for a photo. But it's the back. Whoa. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I Well, I had to look over my shoulder. Hey, congratulations, DVAC. That's a uh, over-the-shoulder scary picture. A friend of mine was taking a picture of herself and her daughter kissing. And in the background, you could clearly see a figure that was not there. She had ghost experts, quote-unquote, come in and check around the house and found nothing. After some research, they found one of the previous owners was a mortician and ran a funeral home or something. I have known this girl for years, and it would completely shock me if this was fabricated, as I saw how upset she was and how much money she dished out for experts. They no longer live there. And there's a link for the image that I have just seen. Merciful Neptune. Wow, dude. <laughs> That's wow, mercy me. That I'm going to this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to have that link in the description of this episode. So you guys can copy and paste that and look at that link. That is a really unsettling image. And I do not like it at all. Wow. Wow. That is. <laughs> Listen, I've seen some paranormal pictures and things like that. No way, Jose. That one's, man. <laughs> that one got me good. Wow. Okay. Last time I posted this, people had some questions. So let me try and answer some before you even ask. Keep in mind, and this is the same post. This is just underneath the link. Keep in mind, this was over 10 years ago, so I may misremember some things. She was not the one taking the picture. There was a third person in the room behind the camera. The figure looks centered. Oh, that's weird. But she says here she was taking a picture of herself. The friend of hers was taking a picture of herself and her daughter. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess that's what they're explaining, that they misremembered. There was a third person in the room behind the camera. The figure looked centered in the picture because it was cropped and it was sent through email. 
Nothing this extreme happened again in the house while they were occupying it. The IIRC, the white orbs that you see, that you can't see, excuse me, on her face and in the background are also something supernatural. What? Oh, that's not like paint? I thought that was like a, like a paint. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah, I'm definitely going to put this link in the description of the episode. So if you want to see it, go to the, the to the description of the episode, copy and paste it, and it'll be there for you. Wow, really odd. Really odd. Huh. Wow. First comment says, nope, I'm out. Amen. That's a, that is a weird... One of the comments says, I love stuff like this. I mean, is it true? Is it fake? There's obviously a child in the background with a warpy face. The question is, is the kid looking at the camera or is it looking at us in the thread? Oh, ooh. that's creepy. Wow, that's really interesting. though. I mean, just looking at that face. I mean, if that doesn't give you chills... Then maybe I'm just a fool. I don't know. But that really was... Because, you know, I've seen... This is no joke. I've seen some photos where they go, look at this child in, in the picture. And they show the picture and I'm just sitting there going, I don't see a thing. And they, they even point it out to me and I go, I don't see a thing. That? I don't know. Wow. 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 Yeah, that is very clear, very in your face, very intriguing. Wow. There is a um there's a there's a picture. It's a Japanese picture. Let me try to find it. Hold on. It's a picture taken in Japan. Japan photo. Ghost boots. Yeah. There's a picture taken in Japan of uh, a gentleman was taking a picture of his daughter. And in the background, behind her, standing directly behind her, you don't see anything else. And it's a little girl. It's a short little child. But standing behind her, if you look between her feet, you see um, feet. You see feet. But the feet is wearing a traditional um, Japanese footwear known as tabby. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like what ninjas wear. You know, or some sort of boot, I think. Is that tabby? I can't tell. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They look like... I can't really tell. They look like normal boots. I apologize. But the person who took the photo, obviously, is adamant that um, that there was no one there. That there was no one behind her. There was no one standing there. And then, of course, there's the other photo of the uh, time-traveling astronaut, or whatever they call it, where it's a girl sitting in the field. I think it was taken in England. 
and father takes a picture of his daughter. She's n- sitting down in the tall grass, or, you know, in the decently tall grass. And behind her, in some sort of space uniform outfit, is a, is like a, is a man standing there. And it's, and it's almost as clear in the, in the picture that I'm talking about with the ghost, the one, you know, the one that I just read that story for, that picture, um, is just as clear as that. Really freaking weird. I'm gonna, um, yeah, I'm I'm gonna stop looking at it now, but wow, that's an interesting photo. Very intriguing. Wow, very intriguing. This, oh wow, this is a little lengthy, but let's give it a shot. This story is uploaded by... (laughs) I'd rather not read that name. Uh... (laughs) Sorry, I don't want to give you credit because it's too raunchy of a a name. Um... But yeah, (laughs) it says... So I've never posted this because I always get to these threads way too late. So I get home from my job as a server at midnight. One of my roommates was in the Navy and was deployed at the time, and the other one was at his girlfriend's house. I cook myself dinner. As I'm cooking, my dog starts growling and barking towards the middle of the room at nothing. So right there is your first sign to stop what you're doing. Turn off the stovetop. Take the dog for a walk. Or if you're like me and you want to really irritate the thing, um, start asking it questions. Ask it to move things, things like that, you know. But right there, if the dog starts growling and whatnot, that's a bad sign, man. That's, uh, yeah. This is especially weird because she never, ever barks. She was a rescue, and I bought her as a sense of security when I'm home alone. I am a female, and I could never get her to bark at anyone. I dismiss her barking as odd, but I finish cooking, and I begin to eat. I start to clean and turn the sink on because it takes forever to get it hot, but right when I turned around, the sink turned off on its own. Again, I think it's odd, but I don't really think it's worth freaking out over. The hair on the back of my dog is standing up straight, and no one is home, and it's midnight. So I I figure I'd just tough it out, even though I was beginning to get a little spooked. After cleaning, I go in the bathroom, and sit on the sink to pluck my eyebrows. My bathroom was small, with the sink immediately to your right as you enter, with with the toilet next to it, the bathtub at the end, the toilet dispenser across the toilet. It was a really narrow room, so you could reach the TP while sitting on the toilet. So the way I was sitting, the toilet dispenser was behind me. After two to three minutes, I hear a weird noise behind me. I turn around and I poop you not. The whole roll of toilet paper was unraveling 
very fast, like someone was pulling it. So I noped out of the bathroom. The door was closed and it had no windows, so it couldn't have been a breeze. And I put a leash on my dog and ran out of that apartment faster than you sang Bolt. By the time this happened, it was already around two in the morning. None of my friends were awake, so I spent the night sitting outside of the door to my apartment. When I went back in the next morning, the whole roll of toilet paper was on the ground, and the roll was probably three-fourths full. I'm talking about a good five to ten meters of toilet paper. After the day, or after that day, I never had an odd experience quite like that one ever again. But one of my roommates did mention that a few times he'd come home and find every door and cabinet in the place open. When he specifically remembered closing them and leaving them that way when he left. This is when I was on vacation out of state and the other roommate was still deployed. I wrote this all on my phone, so excuse any spelling errors. Well, here's... Here's the thing, and I, I always find that funny when people go, but I remember the cabinets being being closed. I remember closing them. Who leaves them open? Who leaves every last one of those things open? I never do. I've never, listen, I've had messy friends. I had sloppy friends. I had people who rarely took care of themselves. But they would always, they everyone I've ever known always closes cabinet doors. Maybe they leave one open, but not every single one of them in the place, in the kitchen. That's weird. Unless, unless you have an OCD or some sort of, you know, thing that you have to do it, fine. But I'm talking, I'm talking like your old plain Jane people. I've never known them to just go, oh, yeah, I left all the cabinet doors open again. <laughs> Excuse me. I've never known that. Maybe one or two, sure. But the whole kitchen? No, I don't know. So I always I always found it funny when people say that. And he remembers closing them. And of course, all, all you have to tell me Tuesday, all you have to tell me is, and all the cabinets were open. Boom, that's it. You don't have to say, but I remember closing. No, of course, of course, of course it's weird that they're all open. Of course it's weird. It goes without saying. It's really weird. <clears throat> wow, that's a, and especially the dog freaking out, man. When those, when when there's stories where the animal is has lost its cool. Oh my gosh! I mean, talking about a spine tingler, you know, man. King six underscore zero things says or has a post saying i've posted this before but what the hey okay this may take a bit of doing so bear with me army base soest west germany as was a still dark autumn evening must have been warm because it was the kind of temperature you don't notice me 13 and a mate 15 just dossing around before I had to go in. Okay, so clearly, <laughs> so clearly this uh, this this gentleman or 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 lady um, is not American. 
So uh, if any of my English men and women hear this and go, oh, the American accent, don't use our slang. I'm sorry. But when there's something written, I just read it. So forgive me. But just dossing around before I had to go in. Behind the flats where we live was a green area with a play area. Only one street light, so it was very dark, campered to our street. And then, oh, and the well-lit main route through the camp, which is about 80 to 100 meters away from where we're walking. No traffic, nothing. I was never busy, and this was on a weekend this was on a weekend evening, so literally no traffic and no one out about as far as we could tell, which suited two teenagers just fine. Bear with us, this is very important. So we're heading between our respective blocks of flats and into the darkened park area, and we stopped dead. On the main road, moving right to left, was a figure, vaguely person-shaped, but undulating and waving like cloth underwater. Sorry, I really wanted to make sure I read that right. It glided along the middle of the road, based on what it obscured behind it as it moved. I'd estimate it had been between 8 to 10 feet. But it was very, at the very least, it was larger than an average human being. This shape, this thing, was not walking. There was none of the slight up and down motion of walking. It was glided smoothly. At a fast walking pace, I'd guess. It was black. Not someone wearing black clothes, black. It was a whole cut into the night. No reflections, no shadows, no, no shades, just blackness. It seemed like a lifetime as I soaked this detail up. In reality, it couldn't have been more than two or three seconds. I whispered. I breathed. Did you see that? My friend, in a whisper, replied, Yes. And then the stinking thing changed direction towards us. The last image I had before we broke and ran was of, its, was of it rising up as it came over the curb. This is what makes it real for me. This is something that had mass, that obeyed at least something of the physical world. It moved from the brightly lit road into some darkness in which we stood. We broke and ran for our lives. Back onto our street and into my mate's block. The stinking thing bolted back to his own home. Oh, so I guess his friend. Leaving me wondering how the heck I was going to get to my block. After a while... The fear of the repercussion from my dad from from my dad for being late in overrode my fear of what might be out there in the night. So I ran, my eyes straight ahead, the ten or so meters to my own front door. I was in too much trouble for being late 
to ever say anything when I got home. Sometimes when I'm walking and the night is warm and still and quiet, I think about it and I wonder what I do if I ever saw it again. Would I run away or would I face it down and maybe solve a 30 year old mystery? Honestly, I just don't know. 30 years. Woo. Huh. Oh, yeah, it took place in the in the 80s. He responded to a comment because someone said maybe it was a Muslim woman wearing a hijabi lost on her way home at night. And then the person, uh, the original uploader, King6 underscore zero underscore things, says, you know, of all the explanations I've ever considered, this is probably the most likely. But I'm not sure what the chances of a Muslim in full gear wandering around a British army base in the early 80s would be, though. Wow. Very intriguing. Very intriguing. Next story is people in my head. Well, there's a red flag right there. Right. We moved into a house and everything was quite was really quiet the first six months or so. The neighbors told us that the people who lived there before had moved after their teenage son died in a motorcycle accident. Then after the first six months, my dad died. Not in the house after that stuff started to happening. I would have friends sleep over and one night my friend woke me up because she said there was a young guy standing in my bathroom. So I went and checked and nothing was there. Over the next few years, just about any friends that stayed overnight had said that they saw a tall, blonde, young man walking around the house. We did have a few other things happen, like a wine glass was on the counter and then it fell and broke. No one was touching it. It just, oh, I'm sorry, I misread that, on the counter and it broke. No one was touching it. It just shattered on the counter. Oh my gosh. That's a weird, wow, imagine that. Another time during the winter, we had the heater on and my room was always the warmest in the house. And it was ice cold as you walked across my bedroom to the bathroom that was connected. The creepiest thing was when my boyfriend was sleeping on the couch in the middle of the night and he said he woke up to a young guy pushing him off onto the floor. He said the guy didn't say anything, but my boyfriend at the time knew that he had to leave and he did. He wouldn't stay at my place after that. Edit. I had gotten a lot of crap about the wine glass, so I'll explain it much better in detail. My mom had a huge collection of glassware. She had so many there that there wasn't anywhere to put it anymore. So she would just set them on the counter. The wine glass had been sitting there for a long time. No one touched it. It had just come out of the dishwasher or something like that. Oh, I'm sorry. It hadn't just come out of the dishwasher or anything like that. Basically, she she purchased it and put it on the counter and never touched it again. When it broke, no one was near it. 
only me and my mother were there, and we were both at least 10 feet away. Could it have been something like a crack in the glass? Maybe. But at the time, it startled us, and we thought it was weird. I was just sharing one of the many things that had happened. Wow. Wow, that's really intriguing. Hmm. Wow, wow, wow. Huh. <laughs> this story is by No Underscore Bees. This is one of two paranormal experiences that I have had that I have a hard time wrapping my head around. It's a long read, but it's worth it. I suffered from insomnia as far back as I can remember. I was in second grade. And it was really early in the morning, I think around five or so. I had a little TV on my nightstand and was definitely watching Lord of the Rings on VHS. I had the volume super loud because my ceiling fan always made a ruckus throughout the night. I was super into the movie when all of a sudden, all of the sound around me started to slowly fade away. I remember I became confused and reached to turn my TV up thinking it had broke. But then I realized the sound of the fan had faded with it. The only way I can describe it is comparing it to someone turning the volume down on a car radio. I was suddenly overwhelmed by an intense feeling of euphoria. I have never experienced anything like it since i abs oh sorry i've never experienced anything like it then i absolutely cannot describe how utterly at peace i felt i was able to comprehend what was happening and then it clicked in my head that i was dying oh my goodness keep in mind i'm in the second grade so this is a pretty intense conclusion but i just knew I rolled over onto my back, ready to, and excited to accept my fate. That was when I saw it. There was a large white figure in my doorway, just hovering and pulsating a white aura. I quickly panicked and began calling out for my brother. His room was across the hall. The figure glided to the end of my bed and just sat there watching. I'm not sure how much time passed, but the figure suddenly vanished. Sound came back and the euphoria had disappeared. I jumped out of bed and ran into my brother's room where I was practic where I practically flew into his bed. He woke up. And when he saw how panicked I was, he began to panic as well. I was hysterical, and I kept telling him it was a ghost. We did what, other, what any other kid would do and hid under his covers. <laughs> After a while, we got anxious, and I barely made a peephole. Oh, I bravely, excuse me, bravely made a peephole in the blanket to check the to check what the time said on the clock sorry they wrote that a little weird 
hoping that it would be daylight soon. But it was 5.30. The clock read 5.30 in the morning. The phone rang, and it rang, and it rang, and it rang. My brother and I started to panic even more. Then silence. Once again, the phone rang, and it rang, and it rang, and rang. We jumped out of bed and took towards running from the light switch Oh, running from light switch to light switch until we had a light path in the living room. Our house was 5,000 square foot. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's a house and a half. It was 5,000 square foot. So this was not an easy task. We got to the living room and watched cartoons until my mom woke up. Where was you? Listen, if I was blasting Lord of the Rings on VHS when I was a child, at five in the morning, school night or not, my parents would have slapped the crap out of me. <laughs> they would have yelled at me. They would have took the TV. Oh my gosh. Jeez. She was livid. Oh, sorry. There you go. <laughs> she was livid, yelling at us for being up so early. I told her I saw a ghost, which only made her more upset. My brother, who was always tormenting my irrational feels, fears, well, excuse me, got mad at her and started telling her that this wasn't a joke and it wasn't my imagination. I started telling her to check the phone because I saw the ghost around 5.30 and it must have been the ghost calling. Kid logic. She went to, the, she went to check the phone and went to the other room for a while. Suddenly she wasn't upset anymore. When we asked if it was the ghost, she said it was a telemarketer. She was so nice about it, she let me sleep in her room the next few days. I thought maybe since my brother's birthday, oh, since it was my brother's the birthday that day, that she just didn't want to argue. But she would never let me sleep in her room. I got home from school one day on the 15th, and I saw the ghost in the early hours of the 13th. My mom called me to the family room and told me to sit on her lap and that she needed to tell me something. I obliged. My great-grandmother passed away in the hospital at 5.30 in the morning. And the phone calls were my grandma calling to notify us. Me and my great-grandmother were extremely close. To this day, I get chills thinking about it. I know that there are a few ways to explain the occurrence, but I know for a fact that it was 100% a paranormal experience. My, my mother and brother still back me up to this day. Wow. So if they were sharing some sort of symbiotic emotional state, right? Is that what death is? Is that, is that what dying of natural causes is like? Feeling euphoria. He says here, quote, I was suddenly overcome by an intense feeling of euphoria. I was able to comprehend what was happening and then it clicked in my head that I was dying. Keep in mind, 
that I'm in the second grade. So this is a pretty intense conclusion, but I just knew I rolled over onto my back, ready and excited to accept my fate. Excited. Excited of death. Is that, is that what it is to die of natural causes? And maybe that's like what I was saying earlier. Maybe our evolution wasn't accepting death for another person. It was accepting death for ourselves. Hmm. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's what it is. We've evolved to just be okay with dying. As long as it's obviously, as long as it's natural causes. But if that's the case, because I've always noticed the trend of the world is there's always a negative to it, like a like an opposite to something. If there's dark, there's light. If there's if there's moisture, there's there's dry. You know, things like that. If there's hot, there's cold. If there's life, there's death. If and so what if those stories of people who die and they haunt, you know, an area because they cannot accept their death? What if that's the opposite of this feeling? You know, this, in, this quote, intense feeling of euphoria, close quote. What if that's it? You know, what if you hear those stories about anger? You know, I'm mad that I was hit by that car. And now I can't, I, I refuse to accept my death. So I haunt this shopping mall. <laughs> or whatever it is you know what i mean like what if that's it because if that's the case then that makes sense to me i don't know maybe my brain's weird but to me to me that that makes sense you know to me that that actually makes some sort of sense and is that is that what it is hmm Rolled over off my back, ready and excited to accept my fate. Excited about death. I don't know if I could ever be like that. I don't know. Just seriously, dying scares me. It does. I know some people are like, really? Because, you know, I'm scared of being like incapacitated or something. No, not me. Not, I mean, granted, that's scary too. But I mean like. That weird stage of limbo, you know? Like, you know, it's like falling asleep. You just close your eyes, you sit there, you breathe, and then it just, whoa! You know, you just get sucked into a dream or you get sucked into something. And then you open your eyes and then you're there on the next day. For me, when it comes to death, is I wonder that feeling. Do you just get sucked into it? Or is it just a process? Oh, excuse me. Or is it just a process that you begin to feel? You know? Is it a process that you feel that you can't fight? That you can't control? Is it peaceful? Is it calming? I want to know. I really do. That's, that, that's a really intriguing story. Some sort of connected symbiotic emotion. For just a few minutes, he felt what she felt. At least that's what I got from the story. Maybe I'm wrong, but... Wow. 
That's a very intriguing story. Okay, this one's a little lengthy, and for that, this might be our last one. So let's see. Um, I can't even pronounce that name for the life of me. Cohen, Cohen Igseg? I have no idea. 940? K-O-E-N-I-G-S-E-G-G-940. <laughs> Writes his story saying, Okay, I've got one. I'm not usually one that believes in the paranormal, but this made me question everything. My girlfriend had always told me her house was haunted. I'd always hear creaks and stuff from upstairs and the occasional footstep but I have always played it off as normal house noises until one night in August of that year. We were downstairs watching TV like usual. I'm about to go to bed when we both got very oh, a very weird feeling almost simultaneously. She gave me a weird look and I think anything and I, di I didn't think anything of it, so we went to bed. After a few minutes of her on Twitter and me on Reddit, we put our phones down and roll over to go to sleep. Then we both heard the words, good night, in a child's voice. Doesn't seem strange, right? No, no, that is strange. That doesn't seem strange, right? No, that's strange. What do you mean that doesn't seem strange? That's weird. That doesn't seem strange, right? Well, considering there weren't any children in the house, we both looked at each other and we both thought, why would you say goodnight like that? And then we realized neither of us had said it and we left her room fairly quickly. Um, yeah, yes, that's what you, that's what you do unless you're me. <laughs> then in that case, you sit there and you, you know, want more. We went downstairs to lay on the couch and watch a little TV and come to our senses and figure out where those, where those words could have come from. Then we both got that someone's watching you type feeling. Not like, oh, that dude over there has been staring at me, but something along the lines of something will not take their eyes off me no matter what I do type of feeling. We decided it is best to leave the house. We went to walk out the front door, but right as we were about to open it, we hear the child's voice again. This time, it came right from the balcony right above us in the entryway. Clear as day, we hear a child say, Mommy and Daddy. We looked at each other. I may or may not have screamed. <laughs> And we ran to my car and decided to drive to the one place that was open in our crappy small Oregon town, Walmart. The problem was, as soon as we got in our car, we knew something had come with us. And it was upset at us for leaving. The second we got into my Honda, there was nothing but the feeling of hate instilled into the both of us for no reason whatsoever. Whatever it was filled, the, filled that car with hatred. 
It's now about 4 a.m. And I have to be at work at five hours. So we decided to go back to her house and try to get some sleep and see what happens. We walk into the front door and nothing but quiet. We walk upstairs, turn right, and suddenly it sounds like a dog. I'm getting chills, man. Sounds like a dog growling from her upstairs bathroom. Chills, man. Ugh. I hate that. Ugh. This disembodied voice of a dog growling. No, there's nothing good with that. Nothing good with that. It takes me a second, though, because I grew up with dogs, and all I could ever think was that it was just mine in there being weird. Five seconds later, I realize I'm at her house, and no dog has ever set a paw in there. Something was growling at me, and I had no idea what. At this point, I'm very upset at whatever is happening because I'm tired and need to sleep for work. So I come up with this brilliant plan and I start talking crap to whatever it was causing all these problems. The only thing that sticks out at this point is me yelling. If you're so... Me yelling, quote, if you're so pissed, say something about it, close quote. Right after that, I feel something pull my shirt. I turn around thinking my girlfriend is playing a very unfunny joke at me, but no, she was still downstairs. Something pulled my shirt. After that, I decided it was time to leave for the night. At six in the morning, we got in my car and drove to my mother's house. The car ride was much less hate-filled, and all the bad feelings were gone for a while. I went to work while my girlfriend slept at my mother's place, and when I got off, we went back to her house to check things. Everything seemed fine except for that one picture of us she had hanging on her wall was knocked to the ground like something out of a horror movie. But she was too exhausted to care about my safety at that point, and I was so tired I was willing to let whatever it was there just kill me so I could get some rest. Two weeks later, we moved out and haven't had any problems since. I never believed in the paranormal at all until this happened. I still question it. My brain thinks that there has to be more logical explanations to all of it. I'm sure there is, but I know that she believes. And a piece of me believes that there's something in that house. Wow. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Disembodied voices growling. No way, man. No. No, man. That's something else. That's something devious. Oh. No. Oh, no. What do you do? I mean, obviously, that's not a positive energy. Something that can alter your emotions. Something that growls at you. I don't want to use the word demonic. But that's pretty dang close. I mean, I've never known anything good that growls. Wow. 
Wow, that's weird. <sighs> okay, I'll do one more. Fine, fine, you convinced me. Definitely, for sure, the last one. This one is uploaded by, or, yeah, this one is posted by Diggs Dawes. D-I-G-S, D-A-W-S. They write, this is my first ever post on Reddit. It seems so cliche by starting, oh, to start by saying, I don't believe in ghosts, but this is where I'm coming from. Here it goes. A few years ago, I moved into a one, oh, an old one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia. There you go, Zed. <laughs> this one's for Zed. And when a one-bedroom apartment in Melbourne, Australia... This was the first time I had moved into my own place, and it was nice to not have any crappy, stealing roommates. The apartment block, which only had eight units, was built in the 1930s. It was moldy, and the rent was interestingly cheap. The first few months go by without a hiccup, and I'm enjoying living in this place. I come home from work one day, and I go into my bathroom. Something catches the corner of my vision. The board, which covers the manhole on the ceiling that has access to the small attic space, is broken into two pieces on the ground. I remember standing there for about two minutes trying to make sense of it. I examined the two broken bits of wood. The wooden board is about an inch thick and would have, have, and would have taken Bruce Lee to break it in half. My initial thought is that the landlord may have sent an electrician around without informing me, and they may have been working in the attic space and, the bro and broken the board, if that makes sense. But the more I think about it, the less likely that scenario seems. Anyway, I take a couple of pictures and email them to the landlord asking if anyone was in the property that day with an undertone of me being a bit pissed that she didn't tell me. I receive a reply at around 7.30 a.m. the next morning. Her email reads, quote, Please call me as soon as you're able to. Close quote. Wow, straight to the point. That's like a dagger. Boom! Right there. Just, hey, I need you to call me as soon as possible. That's like me being Zed's landlord. And they go, hey, um, hey, you know, this thing happened, blah, blah, blah. And except for me going, hey, um, you know, oh, wow, you know, that, that, that's really odd. Maybe, you know, the wood would. No, that's just, that's weird for me to just instantly go, hey, uh, I, I, need, I need you to call me as fast as you can. Just like that. Just like that. Oh, hey, um, Tuesday. Why is it that your picture is hanging upside down? Or why is it that your cross of Jesus Christ is hanging upside down? And I don't go, whoa, that's weird. I, I, the first thing I do is, hey, I need you to call me as soon as possible. That's weird. Wow, that's weird. Wow. <laughs> I was worried, thinking someone has broken in. I call her and she explains that her last two tenants said the exact same thing happened to them, amongst, quote, other things. She said she will send someone around to replace the wooden board. If I wasn't so busy with work, I would have thought more of it. I lay awake at night 
for the next few weeks thinking, what the heck caused the board to break in half? And my first conclusion is that someone was living up there in my tiny attic space of this apartment, which seemed very unlikely because about a month later, I woke up suddenly around 4 a.m., which is very unusual for me. I have seen so many goosebumps. It seems like I was rubbing their... What? Oh, I have so... I, wow, I misread that. I have so many goosebumps, it feels like someone is rubbing their hands on me. Weird. Everything is silent for ages. But then I hear this weird sound coming from the roof above my bed. It's like a dragging sound. Like someone is pulling a sack of potatoes along the floor. I freak the heck out and I'm frozen stiff with fear. Someone is up there for sure, I think. There's no way a possum would make that sound. After about five minutes of listening to this intermediate dragging sound, I work up enough, enough courage to turn on the light and walk into the bathroom where the manhole is. It's, oh my gosh. <laughs> Armed with the cricket bat, I keep next to my bed. The new board covering the manhole is broken. In two pieces again, the new one is broken in <gasps> I felt sick. I turn on the bathroom light and stare at the black space where the cover of the manhole would be. As tough as I... Oh, man. As tough as I like to think I am, I am 100% frozen with fear. Yes, you are. Yes. The dragging sound has now stopped. But there's another sound. There's a whispering. I thought my mind was playing tricks on me at first, but the whispering was very clear. It was coming from the attic. Please let me stress at this point that I'm not making any of this up. The whispering sounds like children's voices. It's gibberish mostly, but there's one sentence that I can make out. And it says, quote, it's your turn. It's your turn. Close quote. It keeps repeating. I turn on every single light in the apartment as well as the TV to try to make things feel normal. At this point now, it's about five in the morning. It's still dark outside because it's the middle of winter. I'm watching TV and I'm trying to unwind. Then the fuse blows and everything goes silent. My pet, the a, the budgie? I've never heard of a budgie. What's a budgie? Hold on, I'm going to look that up really fast. Budgie. Oh, it's a bird. That's a budgie? Oh. Did you, wow, here we just call him a parakeet. Budgie. That's so cute. So her pet, the budgie, pet parakeet for my Americans. Sorry, I lost my space. Her parakeet in my kitchen, who never makes a sound at nighttime, starts squawking like he's being strangled. Oh, no. See, now that's where I have to fight a ghost. You don't, don't touch my animals. Don't do it. 
Otherwise, I will pull off a Constantine and I will send you straight to the underworld where you belong. I've never heard him make those sort of those sorts of noises. He's literally screaming. I grab my car keys and run the heck out of my apartment and go sit in my car. You left him there. No, you don't leave him there. No, you go. You, listen, you go fisticuffs with Satan himself if you have to. Oh. Because if you think about it, he's, I know it's like, it's just a pet. No, it's more than that. It's more than that. That's your buddy. That's your friend. And he, and he is probably just as horrified as you are. No way, man. It could be a little rat. It could be my pet rat. I'm going. Full blown. Thanos versus the Avengers battle. <sighs> Like Tony Stark versus Thanos. Like that. That that kind of battle. You know, are, are, you, are you kidding me? <sighs> I run out of my apartment. I go sit in my car. I wait until the sun comes up. People are now walking their dogs and starting their day. And this comforts me enough to go back into my apartment. The front door is open, but I don't think too much of it because I figure I booked it out of there so fast I didn't even close it. Everything seems normal. I go into the kitchen to check on Dexter, my budgie, or parakeet, and he's not in his cage. What the heck? I let him out most days... Yeah, see, I, I let him out most days to fly around, but he's 100% no way of, what? But there is 100% no way of him getting out of his cage unless someone lets him out. I start to feel sick again. I look around everywhere, but I can't see him. All the windows are closed. Well, you, you had the door open, so. All the windows are closed, and the wire mesh screen at the front door was closed when I came up. Oh, so there's a, okay, sorry, so there's a mesh. I open the door to the bathroom again. I open the door to the bathroom and I can hear splashing around. Poor little Dexter was half drowned in the toilet. I take him out, wash him, dry him off, and I thought he was going to die because he was breathing in so much water. I was confused. The only logical explanation is that someone did this. At about 8 a.m., I called the landlord and gave her a watered-down version of what happened. Oh, wow, you heard whispering too, she said. I stayed in that apartment another 18 months. Wow, God bless you. Wow, 18 months? I only moved out about three months ago. I heard the whispering again on a few occasions, and twice, the manhole cover moved but was not broken the landlord called me last week she sounded embarrassed and said that the new tenants a young japanese couple had begged to speak with me about some of the stuff that's been going on there screw that i say it's their problem now whoa whoa 
Oh, the uh, the uploader Diggs Dawes responded to their own comment or to their own story, saying, "I just realized I should have ended this with it's their turn now." Ha <laughs> ha. Saucy. Hmm? A little cheeky with that one. Wow. What do you what do you say to that? I need to know. I need I need a right Zed again. Or Zed if you're listening to this. I hope you are. Um if you're listening to this, email me, please. Because I really want to know if there's a lot of rich haunted history in Melbourne. I really want to know that. I want to know if there's a lot of hauntings in Melbourne. Melbourne, excuse me. You know. I that stuff cuz that's that sounds full-blown poltergeist activity. That's insane to me. I would have never left the bird. <laughs> but, you know, Wow. So two sets of boards, as long as she was living there, snapped in half. And then she, but it's the whispering, the gathering of the whispers. You know, like all that collectively. And then you keep hearing, it's your turn. It's your turn. It's your turn. That's insane. And it's not like, well, what if she's a schizophrenic? Like the, like the guy in the first story. No. Because the landlord has made it clear. Other people are experiencing it. And then the tenant. And then the tenants after her. Are experiencing it. The Japanese couple. Are experiencing it. The Nihonjins. If you will. So either that landlord has a is has horrible luck in the sense of she's only <laughs> she's only finding tenants with some sort of Alzheimer's or schizophrenia, some sort of brain disease, <laughs> some sort of psychological illness, or there genuinely is a pocket of paranormal activity. I'm not going to go as far as what most people would say. They'll, 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 they'll probably say it's a portal to hell. No, I'm not going to go that far. But there's, come on, there's clearly something there. See, stories like that, there's something there. And this person doesn't seem like, you know, one to embellish for attention. I mean, just just having, just having them say, uh, that's their problem now, see ya. That's someone who wants nothing to do with that at all. They don't want anything to do with that. To me, that makes sense. That makes sense. Because if it was for attention, I'm sure there would be a whole new arc in that, in that saga. You know, so I met with the Japanese couple and they were, they were wearing a kimono, you know, properly to fight. Go no, you know, like, nope, want nothing to do with it. It's their problem now. See ya. That makes sense to me. That, I don't know, in my weird brain, to me, that sounds genuine. I don't know, man. That's weird. That's weird. I almost, I almost want to write them. 
I almost want to write them. Oh, wow, they're not even active. At least not with posting. That's really intriguing. That's really intriguing. I don't, I don't even know what to say. Wow. Wow. I want to get other people's opinions on that one. That's crazy. Very crazy. That seems like a great... <laughs> You know what? That's a story to end it right there. I mean, they just, I mean, wow. Wow. They killed it. So on that note, <laughs> thank you, everybody. Thank you so much for um, for that. I don't know. I really like reading these Ask Reddit stories. It's really cool to me. Um, obviously, I won't do them a lot unless unless someone wants them if you guys don't mind me reading those stories then i'll probably make it like a special thing maybe once a month i'll read ask reddit but i don't want that to be the entirety of conversations at midnight but you know i'll see i'll see what i could do um but that's you know that's really cool that's really neat um yeah wow once again make sure to uh and i don't really ask this but you know what now you know now that i am done dealing with the funeral and all that and now that everything's away i'm going to really start focusing on the podcast once again i'm going to resume my projects for it um and i you know what i think i am going to say this please share it with people now let let them know make sure that they follow and listen to the podcast make sure if this is something that they might like share it with them you know you don't have to force them don't you know but just hey listen there's this cool podcast i listen to to kill the time it's up to you um, and I think I might, you know, be more active on social media. I hate saying that sentence, but you know, I might try to do things with social media and things like that to get the name out there. I don't know yet. Um, but you know, I'm trying, you know, the podcast seems like it has a lot of potential now and I'm really okay with it. I really am. So I'm going to try to do some things in the future for the podcast. And so I don't want to be known for ask Reddit stories. You know, I, you know, I want to take it to a different light, to a different sphere, if you will. So with that being said, if you have stories, if you want to write me, if you want to do things, business inquiries, email me stories at midnight at yahoo.com. Uh, I'm going to leave it in the description uh, along with the link to that photo for that one story. Man, insane. That was insane. So <laughs> wow that's a weird photo so once again please uh if if you don't mind send me emails things like that stories at midnight on yahoo.com uh it's great to be back took a week hiatus dealing with a funeral but everything you know we're going back into the swing of it so thank you all so much thank you for everything I hope uh, hope all is well, and uh, hopefully, hopefully, this is a cheers to more to come into the future. So, this has been conversations at midnight. I am your host Tuesday. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot the song of the week. 
Hmm. What would be the song of the week? You know what? I'm feeling a little, uh, a little British. So let's do, let's do a nice song from a nice band. You know what? Let's do uh, Just Like Heaven by The Cure. I think that's a nice song of the week. A nice British band. Let's do that. Let's do that. Just Like Heaven by The Cure. That is the song of the week. I'll say that once more. The song of the week is Just Like Heaven by The Cure. Thank you so much, everybody. I'm your host, Tuesday. It has been great. Until next week, till next time, when we can sit down and have another conversation in the middle of the night. I appreciate you all. Thank you so much for everything. Thank you for listening to me. Without you guys, Conversations at Midnight would not be taken as far as I've taken it. Thank you to all the newcomers, the new listeners. I hope you stay around. If not, it's okay. You know, I may not be your cup of tea, if you will. This, is a, this has been Conversations at Midnight from west of the Rockies, from the great southwest state of Utah. I'm your host, Tuesday. Wherever you may be, I hope you have a great morning, great afternoon, good evening, and hope you have a good night. Thank you so much, everybody, and stay weird out there.